Hello everyone. It is Sunday, January 8th, 2017 here in the Philippines. My name is Tom Kuntz and this is episode 50 of my Snuckcast. Today I want to talk about the foundation of genuine happiness. So with that, let's get started. Last night, LaDon and I went out to dinner at one of our favorite restaurants here in the Philippines. The name of the restaurant is The Grind Bistro. And normally we eat at the one between 4th and 5th Avenue here in BGC. But last night we tried their new location over in SMRA Mall. As an aside, I think we prefer the original location. In the restaurant, well, in the mall they call it a cafe, there hangs a sign that says this. Good food is the foundation of genuine happiness. The quote is attributed to a man by the name of Auguste Escoffier. I did a bit of research on this guy, and here's what I found out. Auguste Escoffier was born on October 28, 1846, near Nice, France. He was known as the King of of Chefs and the Chef of Kings. He earned a world, worldwide reputation while at the Savoy Hotel and later at the Carlton Hotel, both in London. Incidentally, he left the Savoy Hotel when he and his partners were charged with mismanagement and embezzlement. He ended up signing a confession and originally agreed to pay 8,000 uh, Great Britain pounds back, but ended up settling for only 500 pounds. He started his career at age 13 when, despite being a gifted artist, his father took him out of school and sent him to work in his uncle's restaurant. He ended up showing quite a talent for cooking and kitchen management, so that at the age of 19 he was hired by a fashionable hotel and as an apprentice roast cook. Just months later he was inducted into active military service where he served as a cook in various assignments for over seven years. After leaving the army, he opened his own restaurant called the Golden Pheasant in Cannes. Two years later, in 1880, at the age of 34, he married a woman by the name of Delphine Daffis. Augusta and Delphine had two sons. The younger, the younger one was killed in active service during World War I. Auguste died just a few days after his wife on February 12, 1935, at the age of 88. Okay, so why did I tell you that story? Well, I guess it's because it's no wonder that he felt that food was the foundation of genuine happiness. It seems to have been all that he knew from the time he was 13 years old. While he had been honored by many as one of the greatest chefs of all time, truly he he lived a very narrow life, especially if he believed that food was, was what would bring ultimate happiness. Now I want to tell you a different story. This story was told uh, to me by my mission president, F.A.N.C.O. Busha. I'm sure I have some of the details wrong as time tends to weave cobwebs of forgetfulness, but the lesson was etched on my soul by the Spirit of the Lord when he first told this story to me in 1978. President Busha was a marathon runner. He really enjoyed running, but it was not always the case. He told me the story of the first marathon that he ever ran. He said after about 15 miles, he wanted to quit and give up. His legs ached, and he was completely spent. It was right about that time that he came around a corner and found a young boy on the side of the road with his bicycle chain broken. 
The boy was in tears. President Bush went over to the boy and asked him what had happened. The boy related that he had been following his dad who was running the race, and when his chain broke, his dad hadn't realized it, and he went on ahead. The boy was left stuck with no way to get to the finish line except to walk. At that moment, President Bush's heart was filled with compassion. He told the boy to get on his bike and he would push him the rest of the way. President Bush related that where he was completely exhausted before, he was now filled with new energy and that he never once felt weary the remaining 10 miles. As he spoke to and focused on the young boy, he completely forgot about himself. He ran the rest of the way, pushing this boy on his bike to the finish line. I have always loved the lesson of this story. When we are looking inward, we can only see our own situation, our own pain, our own agony, our own disappointments, and everything about life that is unfair. But when we focus outward on someone else's troubles, somehow our own situation fades into the background and is just not so important anymore. This is the great blessing of serving others. And every time I think of this story, I think of the scripture found in Luke 9.24. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the the same shall save it. Okay, back to the foundation of genuine happiness. In the Book of Mormon, chapter 10, we are introduced to Zeezrom. This was a lawyer who was, quote, foremost to accuse Amulek and Alma, he being one of the most expert among them, having much business to do among the people, end quote. Sounds like a very successful lawyer, doesn't it? With a lot of clients, and he must have had a pretty nice income from the sound of it, I'm sure he could easily afford to eat the very best food that the city of Ammonihah had to offer. But was he happy? Perhaps he thought he was before he began to hear Amulek and Alma preach unto the people. But after hearing Amulek explain the resurrection and judgment, he began to tremble with fear. When Alma took over and became a second witness to the things which Amulek had already testified, Zeezrom trembled even more. And eight verses later, in Alma chapter 12, verse 8, Zeezrom begins to inquire of them diligently that he might know more concerning the kingdom of God. Okay, fast forward to chapter 15. Alma and Amulek have been miraculously freed from the prison where they were being held, and they've made their way to the land of Sidon, where Zeezrom, quote, lay sick with a burning fever caused by the great tribulations of his mind on account of his wickedness. For he supposed that Alma and Amulek were no more, and he supposed that they had been slain because of his iniquity, end quote. Now when Zeezrom heard that Alma and Amulek were alive and in the land of Sidon, His heart took courage, and he sent a message to them, asking them to come to him. When Zeezrom saw them, he, quote, besought them that they would heal him, end quote. So Alma took him by the hand and said, O Lord our God, have mercy on this man, and heal him according to his faith, which is in Christ. And when Alma had said these words, Zeezrom leaped upon his feet and began to walk. Alma then baptized Zeezrom, and, quote, he began from that time forth to preach unto the people, end quote. Well, this sounds like a much happier man now that he had repented and been baptized. I've never seen food do that. Well, maybe this would be a good time for a few happiness scriptures. Proverbs 29, 18, one of my favorite in the Old Testament. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law 
happy is he. John 13:17. If ye know these things, referencing the Savior's example, happy are ye if ye do them. 1 Peter 4:14. 4, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. 1 Nephi 8:10. And it came to pass that I beheld a tree whose fruit was desirable to make one happy. Mosiah 2:41. And moreover, I would desire that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, both temporal and spiritual. Alma 27, 17, and 18. Now the joy of Ammon was so great, even that he was full. Yea, he was swallowed up in the joy of his God, even to the exhaustion of his strength, and he fell again to the earth. Now was not this exceeding joy? <clears throat> Behold, this is joy which none receiveth, save it be the truly penitent and humble seeker of happiness. And lastly, Abraham 1, 2. And finding there was greater happiness and peace and rest for me, I, meaning Abraham, sought for the blessings of the fathers, and the right whereunto I should be I uh, should be ordained to minister the same, having been myself a follower of righteousness. So what is the true foundation of all genuine happiness? It is in following the Savior's example. It is in partaking of the fruit of the tree of life, which is the atonement of Jesus Christ. I mean, this is what Zeezrom did. It is knowing and keeping the commandments of God. It is in serving others to do things for them that they cannot do for themselves. It is being willing to suffer reproach for the Savior's name. It is in seeking to be worthy of the priesthood of God so that we can bless the lives of others. These, these are the things that form the foundation of all genuine happiness. That concludes episode 50. Thank you so much for listening. The world continues to try and create substitutes for happiness. Things like drugs, pornography, alcohol, self-promotion, fame, and yes, even food. All of these things are false foundations. It is only in the gospel of Jesus Christ that the foundation for genuine happiness can be found. Until next week, keep the faith.